You're listening to Time in the Word. Alexander the Great conquered the world, yet died at age 33 in a drunken stupor. Hannibal may have crossed the Alps with elephants, but he had three bushes of gold rings he had taken off knights he slaughtered, and he later committed suicide. Julius Caesar conquered 800 cities across Europe and the Middle East, but he was stabbed by his closest friends. Napoleon was the scourge of Europe, yet he died in banishment. Solomon was the wisest, wealthiest man who ever lived, yet there is a tragedy to his life, and we can learn from it. There are three gigantic mistakes Solomon made in his life from which we can learn a great deal. In today's message, Learning from Solomon's Mistakes, Dr. Gonzalez will consider the three mistakes found in 1 Kings chapters 3 and 11. We're going to spend a little bit of time looking at uh, Solomon and uh, looking at his life and some of the mistakes that he made. And hopefully we will be learning something from uh, Solomon's mistakes. Of course, we're not going to be looking at all the mistakes that he made, but we are going to look at two or three of them. And we're going to spend a little bit of time uh, looking at uh, First Kings and a number of different uh, passages there that highlight for us some of the mistakes that he committed and that we ought to learn from. Of course, we know that God doesn't include something in Scripture if he didn't intend for it to uh, be inf- important and, and instructive in the life of the believer. Everything, every single word, there for a specific reason. And God puts it there so that as we study God's Word and as He seeks to conform us more and more to the image of His Son through the Holy Spirit, He does it through the experiences and examples and mistakes that others made before us in order to keep us from making those same mistakes. Not that it always works, but but that is God's intention. God wants to help us avoid, in many respects, some of the mistakes that others have committed before us that bring great difficulty and pain to our life. Now, we know that God is not going to eliminate all trials and tribulations. In fact, God causes trials and tribulations to come into our life in order to use those to bring us closer and, and help us become more dependent on Him. But there are some things that we experience in life and some consequences we face that we didn't have to, that God would have been very happy to see us be spared of some of the discipline that He has to exercise in our lives. So again, we're going to be looking at First Kings, and we're going to be looking at two or three different mistakes. Well, if you're at all a, a history buff, then you may know some of these facts. If you're not, then let me share some of these facts with you. Alexander the Great conquered the world. We know that from history. Yet he died at the age of 33 in a drunken stupor. Hannibal had three bushes of gold rings he had taken off knights that he had slaughtered and he later committed suicide. Julius Caesar conquered 800 cities across Europe and the Middle East, but he was stabbed by his closest friends. Napoleon was the scourge of Europe, yet he died in banishment. The point is this, we can learn from the mistakes that people made who lived before us. We need to live life with our eyes opened, looking out for those learning opportunities and those examples that God has laid out throughout history for our own benefit. Take Solomon, for example. He was the wisest. He was the wealthiest man who ever lived. Yet there was tragedy in his life, and we can learn from that. As a preacher once said, Woodrow Crowe once said, there are three gigantic mistakes Solomon made 
in his life. Now, there are more than three, but three gigantic are the ones that he spoke of and he mentioned. The first one is the one we're going to look at, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 1. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married his daughter. He brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace in the temple of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. Now, by just simply reading this verse, you may not see the mistake he made, but when you read this verse in the context in which it's found, you understand what the mistake was. And the first mistake he made was a mistake of an unholy alliance. Now, we're, remember, we're trying to learn from these mistakes. We want to make application of what we're reading and discussing and studying here today. See, Solomon, in his day, he did what he thought he needed to do in order to solidify his own power. But instead of pleasing God, he did the opposite. And if you look at 1 Kings chapter 1, the same book we just read from, but chapter 1 and verse 5, we are told in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 5, this. Now, Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. According to this verse, we are told that even before Solomon became king, his throne was being challenged by a half-brother. We're also told in 1 Kings that his own father's allies, King David's allies, had betrayed him. So Solomon's position was being threatened, and that's why he made his alliance with Egypt. The problem is that he made an unholy alliance, and rather than making an alliance with the right people in his own country, with the priests and the Levites and leaders in his family, he went to his worst enemy and made an alliance. A lot of people do that. We do that. Anytime we are faced with a circumstance in which we seek out the counsel of somebody other than a godly person, we're becoming guilty of the very same thing he did. Listen, the Bible is very explicit. The New Testament is very explicit about alliances and associations that we make as believers with others. Now, we're not going to be able to look at every passage, but we're going to look at one or two. And it talks about alliances and associations that we make in every facet of life. We are to be very careful that when we live and do the business of life and do the work of the kingdom and seek to bring honor and glory to God and to seek those for Christ, that when we're challenged, we don't seek whole unholy alliances in order to advance our own cause. That is wrong and God opposes that. In fact, we're told by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 that we are not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For us to be yoked with an unbeliever is for us to have created an association or an, an alliance that is not looked upon favorably by God. Now, that does not say that we are not to have relations. And I'm not talking about sexual relations. I'm talking about relationships with unbelievers. We live in a, in a fallen secular world. And in fact, the work that we're called to do is to be done in that world for the sake of the people who live in that world. 
But what God is saying is, listen, that you're not to make holy alliances in order to advance your own cause or to better your predicament or circumstances or situation. Our allegiance belongs to God, and if we're going to make associations or allegiances in addition to the one we have with God, they ought to be godly ones. Certainly not run to our enemies in order for that to better, in some way, shape, or form, our own circumstances. And you know, when Paul talks about the fact that we're not to be unequally yoked, he's talking about something that has to do not only with marriage, but it has to do with every area of life, whether it's business or even friendships. Now, I'm not saying you're not to have acquaintances who are unbelievers. Certainly you have acquaintances who are unbelievers. But certainly you don't share your heart and your inner passions with somebody who doesn't even agree or understand or approve of or care for the things that you are passionate about as a child of God. You find commonality with others who agree with you, particularly on issues of faith. Doing business with those who are outside of the faith can be a very tricky thing. And we need to be very cautious about putting ourselves in a situation where we form an alliance with somebody who is not in agreement with who we are, what we do, what we live for. Because at some point, those things will be challenged. I make you this promise. The day somebody challenges your faith, it'll never be them who compromise their position or challenge. It'll be you who does it. Therefore, you should never put yourself in a situation where you form an unholy alliance because it'll challenge your relationship and walk with God. Second mistake we're going to read about is in the following two verses of 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. So the first one was his mistake of an unholy alliance. And the second mistake is verses 2 and 3, which read, The people, however, were still sacrificing at the high places, because a temple had not yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the statutes of his father David, except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. The second mistake he's made, it was the mistake of allowing dark corners to remain in his life. Solomon made a mistake in that he was allowing sin, dark corners of sin, to remain in his life. According to this passage we just read, Solomon, yes, worshipped Jehovah. He also tolerated incense on the high places. And the high places were altars on hills around the country devoted to pagan gods, especially the gods of the Canaanites. While Solomon did wonderful things, he tolerated pagan gods. Blessing comes not from giving God a corner of our lives, it comes from wholly following Him, giving Him everything. Dark corners will always come back to haunt you. I want to make a couple points here. We need to shake up the tree a little bit. We need 
to sit down and consider what it is we believe Christianity to be. If the world around you doesn't scream, the time is short. If the world around you doesn't scream, get with the program. If the world around you doesn't cause you to get busy with the work of the kingdom, I don't know what will. Christianity is not what you get out of it. It's what you put into it, and it's about a person and what you put into that relationship and what that person is worth to you. We're all guilty of some sins in life, but we need to make sure that when we've sinned, we've confessed and dealt with that sin, and we don't carry those dark corners. Don't allow those now corners to remain. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 36, we're told, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Don't do God a favor and give him a corner of your life. Understand that he is Lord of all. In Colossians chapter 3, and verses 1 through 3, listen to what Paul says. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. Do you understand that there can be no dark corners hidden in your life? There, there can be no unconfessed sin. Christ is Lord of all. And in fact, if you're a Christian, Christ is life itself. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You cannot allow sin. You cannot make the same mistake Solomon made. You cannot allow dark corners to remain in your life. You love, you show charity, you respect others, but you don't tolerate the things that God himself would not tolerate. And he certainly doesn't tolerate sin and dark corners to remain in the life of a Christian unconfessed. You will be the loser in this equation. The third mistake I want to look at, and is the last mistake we'll be able to look at today, is found in 1 Kings chapter 11. 1 Kings 11, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 4. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them, because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. 
God told him. The mistake he made here was of allowing the world to draw him away from God. And God is screaming to us in today's day and age and he's saying, don't allow the world to draw you away from me. If you allow certain things into your life, the things that I have told you to stay away from, they will cause you to lose sight and focus of what's important and they will cause you to lose the joy of your salvation and your fellowship and walk with me. They will lead you astray. Once Solomon became wealthy, his mind drifted from God. And in the course of getting everything he wanted, represented by his 700 wives, the call of the world drowned out the call of God. Well-known passage, but one worthy of rereading often. First John chapter verses 15 and on. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Stay close to Jesus. Stay close to the Word. Let the Spirit of God be that which guides you and directs you. Experience God. Experience life. And don't let the trappings of the world, don't let the lures of Satan distract you to the point where they cause you to drift or draw away from your God. There is not a greater pleasure for the Christian than the pleasure of walking with Jesus side by side, constantly and consistently. May we learn from the mistakes that Solomon, the wisest and richest man in all the world, no unholy alliances, not allowing any dark corners to remain, no sin to be remain in your life, and not allowing the world to distract you or draw you away from God. It's not worth it.